Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for over eight years now to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here today with my friend and co-host Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and enjoy answering listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And this week, we're going to be talking about a Facebook question that Ananga posted and some of the answers that came back. Welcome, Ananga. Hi, Shan. Tell me about your Facebook interaction. So I just wanted to ask our friends on Facebook, what exactly are you struggling with so we can see how we can help? So I just posted the question, what's your biggest struggle with anxiety? And what came back? Lots of responses back, and I haven't been able to uh, correspond with them all yet. But one thing that really struck me, and I think it's a particularly painful predicament with anxiety, is how can I get help when I don't know what's wrong? And a lot of people responded to that. Not knowing what's causing anxiety is the worst. How can I fix myself if I can't find where I'm broken? So that was the first one I really wanted to address because that's an incredibly painful situation to be in with anxiety. It sure is. And I think the starting place there is you don't need to know the cause of your anxiety to get help. It really is. And there are so many things that happen in our bodies that we don't know the cause of, that we don't understand. We don't necessarily know when we get a common cold, where did it come from? But we know what to do. The thing with anxiety is it's all going on in our head and the mind is trying to examine itself when it's disturbed and upset and it's feeling fearful. And it kind of folds over in on itself, trying to, to figure out what's wrong so I know how I can fix it. And it's, it's a really difficult loop that anxiety gets into. But there are things that work beautifully for supporting anxiety, whether you know where it's coming from or not. And I think that we often tend to think we have to figure it all out for ourselves. But when the mind's already unsettled, we just get more entangled in the anxiety. And And it's really best to step back and revisit some of the tools that we've shared with you, some some of the breathing practices or the calming point or EFT tapping, or you know, the list goes on and on that can help you get grounded quickly, no matter what's going on. And then from there, you can do further work once you find yourself in a calmer place. Yeah, I think what really helped me understand what to do to get help when I was really suffering with anxiety. And I can really relate to this, this feeling that I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm just not able to function in certain situations. I can remember very much feeling like this and feeling so incredibly anxious and fearful that I didn't know how to support myself or what to do. 
One thing that really helped me was the teachings of Ayurveda on the nature of the mind, which we have touched on in the past, but I'd really like to go into it a little bit more today because when you talk about how can I help myself when I can't find where I'm broken, first of all, Ayurveda will tell you you're not broken because you're not your mind and you're not your thoughts. You're so much more than your mind and your thoughts. That really helped me when I heard that. Also, Ayurveda will tell you about the nature of the mind, that the mind has a negative bias and that it tends to zoom in on our worries and that it has this tendency for a negative, looping internal dialogue and the mind will tell you that you're broken and nothing will work. But when you understand that you're more than your mind, you get a foothold of a a place of thinking that comes from somewhere else that can start to rein your mind in. And for me, in dealing with my own anxiety, that was a huge breakthrough. So that Ayurveda teaches comes from the intelligence. There are layers of, of understanding and comprehension within us. And Ayurveda goes into this in incredible detail. The outer mind, the inner mind, the functions of the mind, the two primary functions of the mind being what we like and what we hate, our, our loves and our aversions. And the mind has a tendency to focus in on what we don't like. I don't like this. I don't like that. I hate my anxiety. I'm not comfortable feeling like this. Why do I feel like that? What's wrong with me? The mind tends to to go on that side of things. Again, understanding that gave me a foothold to be able to pull myself out of my, my darkest times with anxiety. So Ayurveda teaches that you're not your mind. You're not your thoughts. You can't be broken because above your mind is your intelligence, which you can learn to use to train and direct your thoughts. And beyond that, the Vedas teach that we're the soul. So the real us can't be broken and can't be damaged and can't be hurt. And again, that was another wisdom teaching that gave me a whole different perspective on myself and my identity. And it kind of put a buff around me that protected me when my mind was really kicking off. Well, it's a sense of relief, isn't it? Yeah, huge relief. It's actually very liberating to understand that if your mind is causing you pain and you're feeling fear and anxiety, it's not you. So Ayurveda teaches a very sweet principle about the mind and the intelligence, and the example is given of a mother-child relationship. You'll have heard people talk in meditation about the monkey mind, the monkey mind that jumps from branch to branch. It's the nature of our mind to, to jump here, jump there. Sometimes those branches are full of horror for us. They're not just a monkey on a fruit branch. The mind will jump into all kinds of places that can get us into difficulty. So Ayurveda likens the mind to being like a child, like a a toddler that's having some unhappiness and some, some issues figuring things out, sometimes some tantrums, sometimes some tears. So Ayurveda has a very gentle approach to this in regarding the intelligence as being like a mother and the mind being like a child, that the mother by nature protects the child. We can use our intelligence to protect our mind by making choices that don't expose our mind to too much loud noise, media. The sensitive, anxious mind can be very disturbed by those things. So using the intelligence to choose where we do and don't feel comfortable and protect ourselves, the intelligence can be used to guide the mind in making better choices. Have you eaten today? Do you need a warm drink? Just simple looking after yourself choices. And to exercise a loving observation, just to witness, Shan, you always say, how do I feel? What do I need? 
Right. Well, because when we do that, when we come from that place of loving observation, again, there's some relief to that. It's taking a look at, okay, where am I at? And, oh, my goodness, I haven't, I haven't had any water today. Or somehow it got to be lunchtime and I never even had breakfast. Or uh, maybe you took in some caffeine that you don't normally take in and you start to feel a bit, you know, your heart starts to race or you feel uncomfortable. By observing what's going on, you can course correct. Yeah, and that's the key, using the intelligence to course correct. I really like that, course correct. And you see with a mum that's really tuned into a child, if the child's cranky, she'll say, oh, they went to a party and they had a little too much sugar, or they haven't had their nap, or, you know, he just needs to cuddle up and read a story. They know. They know why the child's out of sorts and what the child needs. So that's what we have to do. We have to self-observe and self-correct. And really, that's the key therapeutic principle of Ayurveda is self-inquiry. The trouble with anxiety is that the last thing we want to do is ask about ourselves. We're in so much turmoil and emotional pain internally that we tend to develop a self-aversion. We actually want to run from ourselves. We start hating anxiety. We wish it would just go away. Sometimes we wish we'd just go away. Mm -hmm. When I was young, I used to say I wanted to take my batteries out. I just wanted to stop thinking and feeling. It was all way, way too much for me. But gradually these teachings filtered into my mind and my intelligence started to take the upper hand. And I remember one day I was having a horrible anxiety episode in the middle of the night and my mind was just turning over and over. And a little voice in me said, just stop it, stop. And it did for a second. Mm -hmm. And that for me was like, where did that come from and how do I do it again? (laughs) (laughs) How is it that you can actually just get that pause? And to shout stop in your mind isn't necessarily the most kind of gentle and and proactive response, but that was my beginning in the field training. But then I realized, hang on, there's a part of me that can observe me and there's a part of me that can take better care of me. And that was really the start of, of my recovery. So although initially it can be uncomfortable to look at ourselves, if we can replace self aversion with self inquiry, how do I feel? What do I need? Not to scrutinize the problem and where we're wrong, which is what your mind will want you to do, but to acknowledge our feelings and to practice being with ourselves with a kind observation and just soften the edges of anxiety and just give a little room for hope that we might not fully understand why we're going through what we're going through, but here is a 5,000-year-old teaching which describes it in such detail you wouldn't believe it. You would think that you were listening to a fortune teller when you listen to Ayurveda describe the mind. And Ayurveda offers a treasury of knowledge on the qualities of the mind. And, and it, all, it really does all begin examining our influences and choices and protecting the mind and supporting the mind. So this is a practice that you just keep on addressing. You just keep working when things come up for me, if my mind gets really into a, a place of, of disease, I will do my very best to redirect. I'll see that where there's something that I might be fixated on and ask my mind, you know, ask my body, ask my soul, what is it that you need right now to get off of this track? And it might be something as simple as 
a cup of tea. It might be as simple as fresh air. It might be needing to talk to a friend by checking and saying, oh, I can redirect this. This, this doesn't have to become more uh, painful than it already is right now. What choice am I going to make next? All of that comes under this umbrella. I'm so glad that we're talking more about Ayurveda. It's information that's just so loving and practical. And for me, it's completely changed my life. It's increased my self-compassion. It's not to say that I don't still go through stuff, but I've got that support behind me that, that buffers me through whatever life's going to bring my way. And it's just the understanding that we're not all the same. We have individual traits and tendencies, different elements at work in our body, different mind types, different body types. And eventually I'm, I'm working on releasing this course more specifically about Ayurveda and the mind and choices and energies and, and how they affect the mind. And it's incredible. There's a chart you can draw up and you look at, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where my son's at. This is where my husband's at. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful. It's incredibly helpful. It's it brings some humor into things. It brings some understanding of tendencies according to our elements and our, and our nature, it makes room for compassion, and it makes room for conscious redirection, which is really the key to surviving our, our relationship with ourselves. It is. And with each other. It is. And that's where that, you know, that, that mama piece comes in, that redirection. And then all of the tools and resources that we talk about, and then the self-love piece is huge. And you know, our How to Calm Your Fragile Mind course covers a lot of what we just talked about in depth. So for our listeners who might want to take a peek at that, you can visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com and take a deeper look. Ananga, thanks so much for this conversation today. I'm so glad that you had a, a robust conversation with uh, some of the members of our Facebook page and invite listeners who haven't joined us on Facebook. You can absolutely just do a search for Anxiety Slayer. And you'll find us there and and join us. We'd love to talk with you. Thanks, Ananga. To celebrate our eighth anniversary, we're offering one of our most popular Anxiety Slayer courses for 50% off. New Beginnings is available at half price from October 8th through October 13th. Get it now at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.